of Yelling About Star Trek. My name is Christian Fox, and this is the show where I yell at you about all things Star Trek for your amusement, so I'm not yelling at my friends and family who don't want to hear my thoughts and theories on this fantastic franchise. Today, I want to do something a little bit different and not talk about something incredibly heavy, but talk about my grandparents and some of my favorite Star Trek memories because as you know Star Trek means so much to me and I probably have mentioned this in the past but my grandparents are truly incredible. I was so fortunate to not only live in the same city as them but live probably less than five minutes away so I was able to see them almost every single day and just share so much with them and now unfortunately they passed away my my grandmother passed away in 2012 my grandfather passed away in 2017 but just the time that I've had with them I've I've cherished and of course because it's me a lot of that time with them does involve Star Trek in one way or another so I want to talk about some of those memories today and the reason I'm getting so sentimental today is because I actually have some ideas for some other episodes coming up, but those are going to take a lot more work because of just the complexities of the topic that I want to discuss. To give you a sneak peek, I do want to get into the whole debate about whether or not Janeway was right in not letting Seven go back to the collective in the gift. I I really do want to debate that because I think there's a lot of discussion that can be had, and I think it's one of those things where both points of view was the correct point of view. If you're on the side that says, no, Janeway absolutely should have let her go because it's freedom of choice, it's her right, I think you're right. I think Janeway should have done that. But if you say, no, Janeway did the right thing, I'd also say you're right because, well, there's lots of good reasons that she didn't let Seven go back to the collective. And again, that was also the right choice to make. But I really do want to debate that issue and offer some good insight. So I want to think about that argument a little bit more because I keep flip-flopping and try to present something that is useful, insightful, but also amusing, of course. And then I also want to talk about insurrection and why I think it's especially important right now in 2021. But both of those topics are a little bit heavy, and it's going to take some more doing. And life has been really stressful right now. There's lots going on. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to take it easy and talk about my grandparents, because as I said, they mean so much to me. And they're they're the best, and I will never, ever forget them. But of course, before you start to cry and before you get that tissue out, make sure you get out of your space pajamas, put on your shiniest pair of boots, get a cup of coffee, get a cup of tea, maybe some iced tea if you want to pull the archer maneuver, and brace for impact because things are about to get nerdy and maybe a little bit sad. We'll see. So my grandparents, I've talked at length about them in other episodes, at least maybe not at length, but I've talked quite a bit about them, and my own friends know how much they mean to me. So I want to just talk today about a couple of memories that I have that I just will always cherish forever. There's also some stuff with my mom that I want to get into later in, not this episode, but later in the series of yelling about Star Trek, because my mom, you know, like my grandparents, not surprisingly, is just, you know, the most incredible mother that anyone could ask for. And I'm so thankful to have her in my life. And like my grandparents, she too put up with my Star Trek shenanigans. So there are definitely some memories I want to discuss, but probably in a later episode. 
So the first memory I want to talk about has to do with the episode Court Martial. And that is the episode, in case you can't remember, the one where Captain Kirk is accused of killing one of his officers, Ben Finney, and he goes to trial. There's a lot of yelling and a lot of, I demand a trial. I demand it. I will face the computer. I will prove my innocence, you know, kind of thing. And people are like, oh, no, you're a bad guy. Oh, you're a bad guy. You killed. And, you know, all the other officers, not on the ship, but on the Starbase, like, hey, Kirk, you're a pretty crappy officer. You can't believe you killed Ben Finney. <laughs> They didn't actually laugh. I don't know why I'm doing that voice. But that's that episode. And one night I was watching it after school because uh, when I was in grade 7 and 8, I believe, also grade 6 too, if I remember correctly, I would immediately get out of school. And when I got to my grandparents' house, what I would do is I'd go up to their kitchen, I'd open up a cupboard, and I'd look at all the candy and chocolate that my grandmother had. And, you know, she was a typical grandmother, so she had all of that stuff. And the first thing I would look for were chocolate Santas, chocolate marshmallow Santas, or bunnies, or whatever the heck they were. As long as they were chocolate and as long as they had marshmallow, I was all in. So I'd get that. I'd maybe get some jujubes if there were some jujubes as an option that day. Maybe I'd get a pear because, you know, I try to be healthy, uh, hopefully, <laughs> and I, I wasn't. I'm trying to be now. I definitely was not healthy as a kid, but I'd get a pear, specifically a Bosque pear, because I'm very specific about what I eat. So what I would do is after I got all my snacks, I'd go down to the living room and my grandmother would be there. She'd have her paper out. She'd have her feet up and she'd usually have snacks of her own. She'd always cut up her her apple into little cubes. She'd have her jujubes and would always try to get one of each. And that was always something we talked about. And my grandpa was in his chair and he had a really sweet chair. felt like a captain's chair right by the TV. I guess I kicked him out or he offered it. I don't remember how that played out, but either way, he was out of that chair and on the couch. So I took over the chair, took over the TV, and turned to channel 50, which was space. If I'm not mistaken, it was either 50 or 52. It doesn't matter. I turned it on, and then at 4 o'clock, Star Trek The Next Generation would air, or Star Trek The Original Series, or Star Trek Voyager. I can't honestly remember which came first in terms of when they would air. Well, whatever it was. It was always some episode of Star Trek that I would put on, and I would subject my grandparents to it. I would always start off the same way, turn on the episode, see it for two seconds, and be like, oof, I've seen this one before. This is the one where X, Y, or Z happened. And my grandmother would just look and be like, how do you know that? You've only watched two seconds of it. And I would always do this. And I would do this all the time without fail. And so most of the time, they wouldn't watch it with me. They would, it would be on in the background. I'd make comments and they'd respond politely. But they didn't give two Jimmy Crack corns about Star Trek. They were like, it's weird. It has all these goofy aliens and all these goofy costumes. And they're saying a bunch of stuff that doesn't make sense. So I don't know. I'm out. We're just going to let you watch it and we're going to go about our business. And that's usually how it went. And, and my grandpa would always just make comments about everything. But, you know, he wasn't really watching it either because it was Star Trek. They were not into it. So that that was generally what happened most of the time, except for the episode Court Martial. So there was one day where that was on and I was watching it, not expecting any kind of reaction. But my grandmother was listening to it and she, you know, had her paper she lowered the paper a little bit, chimed in and was like, oh, what's going on? 
this seems kind of interesting. And I'm like, wait, are you watching Star Trek with me right now? And she's like, yeah, I just, you know, usually I don't like the show because I don't get what the heck is going on. But this is a court drama and I like court dramas. So I'm, I'm kind of into it. So we watched the episode. We were making comments. She seemed to like the resolution, if I remember correctly. It, it was just such a magical moment for me because I was in one of my favorite places of all time, my grandparents' living room. I was with two of my favorite people on earth, my grandma and grandpa watching one of my favorite shows of all time star trek and watching it in that place with those people was just so magical to me and it's something that i'll never forget and something that i'll always talk about even at the memorial service both of them i i had to comment on the fact that they put up with my star trek for so long always so graciously never complained they tease me about it but they just never seemed to be upset about me taking over the living room and putting on Star Trek in front of them. And, you know, I'm trying to get a little bit emotional right now. So if you see me cry, it's not because I'm emotional. It's because it's raining on my face, which is a joke that I stole from a TV show I can't name right now. It's about a band. Doesn't matter, but I stole that joke from somewhere else. So if I do start to cry, it's not me crying. It's just raining on my face. And that's about it. That was one of my favorite Trek memories with my grandparents that I've ever had. And the next memory I want to talk about also involves my grandparents, but more so my grandmother this time. And this was in 2008. So just wrapping up high school, very close to it. And I was older, I was wiser. And at that point in time, I truly understood the fact that not everybody liked Star Trek and not everybody wanted to talk about it. So the fact that my grandmother was able to do this thing with me was something amazing. So basically, here's what happened. So in 2008, there was a Star Trek concert that was happening in Toronto at the Roy Thompson Hall. And the Roy Thompson Hall is basically a concert hall, and it's typically used for orchestras and anything to do with classical music. There was a classical music concert in Toronto. It was probably going to be at the Roy Thompson Hall. And so it was a Star Trek concert, not unheard of, not the biggest deal. But what was so incredible about this specific concert was the fact that John Delancey and Robert Picardo were going to be hosting it. And my mom was able to get tickets because my mom is the kind of mom that is like, all right, this is happening. I need to get my son tickets because this is Star Trek. It would mean so much to him. So no matter what, I'm going to get these tickets for him. So she got the tickets, got two tickets, one for me, one for her. But unfortunately, my mom couldn't come because, you know, work was crazy and there's a lot of stuff going on and she had to deal with that stuff. I think there was some after school event, can't remember what it was, but there was some reason that she couldn't go with me. My grandmother, being the grandma that she was, stepped up and said, all right, Chris, I'm going to take you. I'm going to drive you all the way to Roy Thompson Hall. We're going to sit in traffic. We're going to find parking. We're going to go to a concert that is going to be two and a half hours long, and I'm going to listen to Star Trek music. I'm going to listen to people talking about Star Trek that I don't care about, but I'm going to do this for you. So we did it. We went, and it was really another one of those moments that I'm never going to forget. It was magical. There was so much about it that just... When I think back to it, I just I, I tear up a little bit, but it just always warms my heart. One was the fact that she she was in it. She wasn't just like dropping me off and she wasn't just going to the, the concert, getting her chair and then falling asleep. No, she was in it. She actually liked some of the music. She said she found the uh, motion picture music really quite interesting. I think 
she got a kick out of me reacting to the music because there was at one point they were using these things that look like pool noodles and they're spinning them around and they're making this weird noise. And that's the noise that they use for the, the music in Wrath of Khan. And I was blown away. It's like, that's how they make that. Woo. I, I don't even know how to describe it. But if you listen to the opening sequence in the Wrath of Khan, you will hear that, that noise. That's quite unique. And so I was blown away. But my grandmother, she was having fun watching me react to that. So she actually did enjoy herself. And then walking to the actual auditorium was another experience because there's a lot of other people there who were in to Star Trek like me who were there for that one thing. So of course, because they're fans, they also dressed up and got their uniforms and got their communicators and all that stuff, which I thought was great. But what was kind of funny at least my grandma found it amusing. I'm glad she did because it was kind of mean, but it's just the way I react. And I wasn't saying anything mean to the people that were dressed up. I didn't make fun of them. I didn't say anything rude, but I did kind of like say to my grandma, that's really cool. But you know, this person is wearing this uniform, but they're wearing the wrong com badge because look, she has a TNG uniform, but she's wearing a much later com badge that we don't see on that specific uniform. And they're not, matching up the costumes right so there's some continuity errors that i'm like as a hardcore fan i'd be like no that's out of place so i was kind of making some comments about that she found it funny i think she found it funny that i was being critical but also like come on kid get a life what are you doing why are you commenting on that again never to anyone's face but just to my grandma quietly but you know, because I didn't want to be rude. And of course, I would never want to do that. But it was just something like, I got to get it off my chest. When I see these kind of mistakes, I have to vocalize it to someone. And she was there. So she was the person I was going to speak to. And yeah, she got a kick out of it. She seemed to find it amusing. But just being her in that moment was was incredible. And then, of course, I, I'm... I haven't even spoken about the fact that John Delancey and Robert Ricardo were there. I got to listen to Robert Ricardo and John Delancey have conversations about Trek. And before I continue, if you're like, who's John Delancey? Who's Robert Ricardo? I am, of course, I'm talking about the doctor from Voyager and, of course, Q himself. So listen to those two gentlemen tell stories for two hours and comment on the music with my grandmother was just one of the most incredible experiences that I've ever had. So so that was just unbelievable to me. And it's something I'll never forget. And the icing on the cake for me was that this was the genesis of one of my grandfather's most classic lines. And he's a gentleman that has had so many lines over the years that I will always quote them. They were always funny. <laughs> Even if he didn't mean them to be funny, they were funny. They were... I don't know, like an Ed Ed Asner kind of uh, level of comments, you know, grumpy old man, but also very charming, that kind of thing. So we get home, we walk in the door. I'm I'm just on seventh heaven right now. I am super excited, and I'm talking to Grandma about it. But I think she was just like, I, I it was fun, I enjoyed it, but I just want to get in the house. I want to relax for a little bit, get some candy maybe, and just put my feet up. So that's where her mind was at. So we get in the door, all this is happening, and then my grandfather hears this come in, turns his chair as he always would, stuck his head out, looked at my grandmother, and yelled, and said, 
don't you ever leave the house without turning on the TV first. And he was so angry. And then we kind of looked at each other, started to laugh. And then he started to laugh because he realized that he just said something incredibly ridiculous, that there was no reason to say it. And we just all kind of had a big chuckle over it. But essentially, my, my grandfather was just having a hard time with the TV because he couldn't get it back to the uh, the input that he wanted or the input that he needed to actually watch TV because I guess the input had been put onto something else before we left. So he, he was very frustrated. He just wanted to watch the news or, or, or something political, so maybe like Question Period or something on CBC. And he just wanted to watch that, but because he couldn't, he was very frustrated. And so he would just say, as I said, he would say these kinds of things all the time and just get very angry, but lighten up. So he, he, he understood that what he said was ridiculous and we all had a good laugh about it. Again, just another classic moment that I'm never going to forget. I'm never going to forget the look on his face at him yelling, or sort of yelling, don't you ever leave the house without turning on the TV first. So that was my grandfather in a nutshell. But combining all that, the crazy one-liner from my grandfather, the reaction, seeing cue and seeing the doctor listening to star trek music was just so magical all of it was so magical for me and all of it are things i'm going to never forget and i hope one day to do it for my own kids and do it with my grandkids uh because i couldn't have asked for more amazing grandparents and i'm still in shock to this day that i was so lucky to to have them in my life and the fact that they were just willing to put up with my nerdy shenanigans all the time just again i'll never not think about them and i'll always be grateful for what they've done for me and how they've allowed me to express my trekkiness to put it that way so yeah those are my grandparents arnold fox and Catherine Mingay. But what about you? Do you have any favorite Trek moments that make you smile when you think about them? Or anybody in your life that really helped you explore your Trekkiness? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Also, let me know what you liked, what you didn't like about the show, what you think I'm doing well, and what you think I need to improve. Because ultimately, my goal is to make a show that you enjoy listening to. And in the paraphrased words of Captain Kirk, I shall see you out there. That away.